welcome everybody to the Cliff Dotes Podcast. Before we move on to tonight's episode, want to give a shout out to our great sponsors. Want to give a shout out to Don Tolly and the team at Tolly and Associates, Nikki Grom and Barnes Roofing, Adams Bar and Grill, David Jin Showbro, Robin Stacy Astuder, Patrick Lyle, Little Caesars of St. Joseph, The High Hope Bar and Grill, Weaver Overhead and Door, and please welcome our newest member of the podcast sponsorship team, Scott Hudson and Recent Nichols. Thank you guys so much for your contributions to the podcast. Couldn't have done it without you guys. Thank you guys so much for everything. Now, on to tonight's episode. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome everybody to the Cliff Notes Podcast. I'm your host, Clifton Grooms. We have a stacked edition of the Post-it Notes, and it is Friday night, November the 18th, 2022. On this episode, we have eight-man football district championship recaps. We had the City Girls Jamboree take place tonight. Uh, Mission District basketball assignments. And we previewed the 11-man quarterfinals on Saturday between East Buchanan and Gallatin and Pleasant Hill and Maryville, as well as get you set for Northwest's trip to Arkadelphia, Arkansas to take on Wachita Baptist and their 18th straight Division II playoff appearance. Let's not waste any more time. Let's go ahead and let's get the show started. For the first time since 1993, Bishop LeBlanc football are your district champions. They defeat Orr tonight 50-38 to take the eight-man District 3 crown. LeBlanc trailed at the end of the first half 30-28, but the Golden Eagles scored 16 points in the third quarter to take a 44-38 lead and ultimately would hang on for another touchdown to defeat the Bobcats of Oric, 50 to 38 was the final score there. Landon Gardner had five total touchdowns, and Jay Carell had three receiving touchdowns to lead the night for the Golden Eagles. Congratulations to Bishop LeBlanc football and head coach Chuck Davis. We finally have a district champion in the ultra-competitive eight-man district four. North Andrews scores with 28 seconds left to defeat Worth County 40-38 in an absolute instant classic following their Week 8 encounter earlier in the season. The Cardinals earned their second district championship in the last three years. So here's the other two eight-man semifinals in eight-man District 2. After their upset over North Shelby last week, Sweet Springs pulls another upset over host St. Paul Lutheran. They defeated them 62-40 to in eight-man District 1. Archie was able to defeat Drexel 42-16. So here's what the semifinal scenario looked like right now. So on the left side of the bracket, we have North Andrew will host Archie. And on the right side of the bracket, Bishop LeBlanc will travel to Sweet Springs. Dates and times as of this recording are to be determined. With the buzz of the success of St. Joseph City Girls Basketball, it was time to get the season unofficially kicked off with the City Basketball Jamboree. It was the Benton Cardinals tonight who came out your 2022 Jamboree champions with a 20-14 win over LeBlanc, a 24-11 win over Central, and a 23-12 win over Lafayette. So Benton went 3-0 on the Jamboree, Bishop LeBlanc went 2-1, Central went 1-2, and and Lafayette went 0-3. We caught up with Cardinal head coach Chris Michaels after his team's Jamboree win. I guess overall, is what you see back in the girls. So, I mean, here's the deal. We, we've, we've implemented some new things, and so what we really wanted to do was force them to play 
they're uncomfortable in the new things. And so we were forcing them to play uncomfortably. And then what you got to see in that, that kind of end of the Lafayette second quarter Lafayette is we, we released them back to what they're comfortable in. And if you notice, the bench got a little bit more excited. Like, that, that's what they want to do. They want to run a lot. And sometimes we get a little chaotic. And so we want to control them now so we don't have to try to rein them in later on. And so we felt like we ran our stuff, and then we rewarded them with that kind of freedom that, that they really like to play in. And then the only other thing is bragging rights, obviously, for this year. Just how special do you think it is for the girls to start off like this? Well, here's the deal. We, we talked earlier this week, and I think I've told probably everybody in the world that will listen to me. Um, we, we haven't won the Jamboree in the last two years, and we've, we've still made really good runs deep into the postseason, um, into Final Fours. And so we told the girls, we come out to win games. We're not coming out here going, oh, we'll just be okay with whatever happens. But we told them that be in your own mind. Don't play in this big, exciting Jamboree that everybody makes it a big deal. To us, we're going to come here, we're going to get better, because at the end of the day, it doesn't go on our record but it mentally can build us up. And we wanted to be sure that confidence-wise and, and focus-wise, we stay where we need to for the long haul. Thank you so much to Benton Cardinal head coach Chris Michaels joining the podcast, myself and Chris Rash on that media session, as always. Northwest women were also in action on Friday as the Bearcat women moved to 3-0 on the season after a 71-57 victory over Colorado Mesa in the Fort Hayes tournament, Eva Vasquez led the Bearcats with 17 points, and Molly Hartnett came chipped in with 15 points. Northwest will play Minnesota State tomorrow at 1 p.m. in Hayes to finish off the Fort Hayes tournament. In 11-man quarterfinal action, the top team in the KCI will match up with the top team in the GRC. East Buck will go on the road in their defense of their Class 1 state championship, to Gallatin in a matchup with the Bulldogs. East Buck is 11-1 on the season and are champions of Class 1 District 8. After their 21-0 win over Mid-McKinnon, it was their fourth straight shutout in a row. Head coach Dan Ritter talked to me this week to talk last week's big district championship win, the East Buchanan defense, and a look ahead to tomorrow's matchup with Gallatin. We are here on the Cliff Notes Podcast previewing the Class 1 quarterfinal matchup this Saturday at 1 p.m. It is the Battle of the Bulldogs between East Buchanan and Gallatin. We are here with East Buck coach Dan Ritter. Coach, welcome back. Thank you for having me, sir. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to have you on, sir. So, um, coach, um, another Class 1 District 8 championship for your boys, second one in a row. Um, 21 to nothing shutout of your rivals, Mid Buchanan. Coach, just walk me through the game. Oh, sure. The game didn't start out quite the way we wanted it to. We did get up early 7-0, to zero, but our offense just wasn't quite clicking on all cylinders. That's partially due to Coach Fritz's team having, having a good game plan for us and being able to shut down some of the things that we wanted to do. They were also winning the field, our field position game early, and also they were managing the clock well. I mean, it was it was 7-0 to zero going into to halftime. So they, they we definitely fit into their game plan. And, but uh, by the time it hit the second half and we got rolling a little bit more on offense, our defense continued to dominate. And by the end of the game, it was 21 to zero. So that's pretty much the summary of the game. Well, coach, I got to talk more about this defense. Um, you know, it seems like ever since that, um, that, that first, that, that second quarter touchdown by mid buck in the first game, you guys played them. Your defense has been pretty much lights out since, since in the last four games, your team has, your team has shut out their opponents 160 to nothing. 
Coach, what's been up with this defense the last month? Well, it all starts with the D lineman. Uh, Ethan Bailey, Chase Mears, Wyatt Parker all have really emerged as, as dominant players, even though Ethan kind of was already. And uh, and they're kind of controlling the front line. But then we have two outside backers slash DNs that are just uh, lighting it up and, and making every play difficult for the offense. They may not make all the plays, but they, they make all the plays string out to where our linebackers can make the play. And, and that's Carson White and Jack Archdeacon. They're doing a great job for us. They're very physical on the edge. They make big plays, and they come up with big interceptions too, like Jack did. So, uh, really, it starts with those guys up front. But then, I mean, you got to talk. You could talk about each kid on our defense if you wanted to. They're doing a great job. They're playing as a unit. But we have a big challenge this week up against Gallatin. Absolutely. Let's talk about that matchup. You know, Gallatin, um, champions of the Grand River Conference, champions of Class One District Seven. Um, Chris Holt comes in there his first year with the program. This has been a spread offense when it was under head coach Patrick Treese. Now that Coach Hold is there, this is a team that loves to run the football. So, Coach, uh, just give me your thoughts on what you've seen from Gallatin. Yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. you got a team full of very dynamic, spread-type players. Like, we have a big 6'3 and a 6'6 kid that both can really run fast and you kind of put them at wings and you just let them outrun kids to the edge. You put them in the pass game, uh, but you're also running the ball with, with some really dynamic kids as well. So they, they are the, the full package. If they can't get the ball running, then they'll throw it down the field on you because they're very capable of that. So they're kind of a dual threat type offense, kind of like our offense with, uh, with our run game and then, and then all our skill position guys uh, as well. So it's, it's going to be a pretty interesting matchup. I, I do like our chances with our defense playing the way they are, but this is an offense that if they find one little wrinkle, I mean, they they then all their trick plays or all their uh, the reverse of their plays end up working. So we have to be very ready for this this uh, particular offense out of Gallatin, and, and they also run a pretty nasty four three defense uh, that we have to be ready for, and, and they've been shutting teams down. I mean, I don't think anybody's really scored many points on them at all. Um, so we're we're uh, hoping we can change that. Well, Coach, I'm definitely really excited about the matchup. I will be in the house there in Gallatin on Saturday afternoon, 1 o'clock. I highly recommend if you don't have anything to do on Saturday afternoon, get your butt out to the game, and it's going to be a good one. Uh, two outstanding football teams going to be matching up there in Gallatin. Coach, um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast as always, and um, good luck to you guys against Gallatin. Hey, thank you very much. We're, we're excited about it, and thank you for covering our team. Now, Gallatin comes into Saturday's quarterfinal 12-0 are the ch- and are the champions of Class 1 District 7 after their 21-7 win over Putnam County. Head coach Chris Holt caught up with me this week to talk about his team's district championship victory and his thoughts on the huge matchup against East Buchanan. And we're here on the Clip Notes Podcast continuing our preview of the Class 1 quarterfinal matchup this Saturday as East Buchanan travels to Gallatin. We are here with Gallatin Bulldog head coach Chris Holt is back with us. Coach, how are you? I'm good. Well, Coach, i tell you what, um, a district championship for your boys, 21-7 to over Putnam County to win the Class 1 District 7 championship. Coach, just walk me through your thoughts on the game. Well, it was, uh, I thought Putnam County really came to play, um, you know, and it's that time of year and, you know, you tell kids that 
you're going to get a, you know, the, everybody's best shot. And, you know, we beat them the first time. Uh, and I think our kids kind of just figured that was the way it was going to be this time. But Putnam County had other ideas. Um, so we got out to a two-score lead uh, in the first half. Of course, field conditions were slippery from the week before. Um, you know, our field didn't really get tore up with the big rain game. Um, but all that water didn't go anywhere. So we actually probably did more damage last Friday than we did the week before. So footing was definitely an issue. Um, so we got a two-score lead going in halftime. Um, we get the ball to start third quarter. Uh, we kind of have all the momentum, and we fumble the very first snap on the center exchange, the first play, give them a short field. They scored. We get the ball back. Um, they force us to punt. We snap it over our punter's head. And, uh, man, we give them the ball on, like, the 20-yard line. So – we turned them over uh, going into our end zone. We got another score. Um, it kind of give us some breathing room. Um, but there was definitely a point in the third quarter, you know, where uh, we were we were kind of up against it a little bit. Um, so I'm proud of our kids that, you know, they fought through that adversity uh, and took care of business. Well, Coach, that sets you up uh, this Saturday at 1 o'clock, a matchup between your Bulldogs, the Class 1 District 7 champions, champions of the Grand River Conference, against the East Buchanan Bulldogs. Class 1 District 8 champions, champions of the KCI. Um, you guys have been pretty much in the top five of the state polls together for a majority of the year, Coach. Um, this is a big one on Saturday. Coach, just tell me, um, just walk me through what you've seen from East Buchanan and what the keys to victory on Saturday. Well, obviously, you know, defending state champs and, you know, offensively everything kind of goes through, goes through Trevor, you know, in the backfield. But, um, you know, I think a lot of people were concerned when Muster graduated, but obviously they've done fine. Um, you know, still spreading the football around, um, you know, and they got the white kid they could throw to. They got the outside, the two on the outside. Uh, I can't remember their names off the top of my head, number 12 and 14. And number 14's really come on. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, uh, he's one of those kids that's gotten better as the season went on. But what nobody talks about is their defense, you know, and they just they just haven't been giving up any points. Um, their front seven is, you know, they're physical on the inside. Um, they're, they got the two strong, or the you know, Archdeacon and White on the edges. They got the two big. You know, tall defensive ends are kind of hard to get around. Um, and then, you know, you got Trevor's brother inside. Um, and then I'm not sure what the name of number nine is. But, you know, they're inside seven. It's just really, really good. Um, and not too many people have had any success running the ball on them. And then they've been able to put a lot of pressure on the other team's quarterback. So um, most of the teams that they've played, their quarterbacks have not been comfortable enough to really kind of establish any type of passing game. Coach, I tell you what, I'm excited for the game. I will actually be in the house on Saturday. I'm excited to uh, see your football team live in person for the first time this season. Um, East Buck Gallatin, this Saturday at Gallatin, 1 o'clock, I would recommend being there. It's going to be a heck of a football game. Coach Holt, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, and I will see you on Saturday. All right, we'll be there. Dress warm. It's going to be a little chilly. A huge thank you to both of East Buchanan head coach Dan Ritter and Gallatin head coach Chris Holt for joining me this week. This matchup will be on 680 KFQ on Saturday. Pre-game is at 12.30. Game starts at 1 there at 6.80 a.m. After Maryville's thrilling district championship win over Savannah last Friday, the Hound Pound will once again be rocking as the Spoof Hounds host Pleasant Hill. The Roosters are 12-0 on the year with their only loss to Class 4 center, who will be competing in the Class 4 quarterfinals also on Saturday. They beat Odessa 35-7 in the Class 3 District 7 championship. We had the opportunity to catch up with Spoofhound head coach Matt Webb to recap the thrilling district championship win and a look ahead 
to Saturday's quarterfinal matchup with Pleasant Hill. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here on the Clip Dust Podcast. We are one step closer on the road to Columbia as we get set for the Class 3 quarterfinals as Maryville will host Pleasant Hill. This Saturday night, we are here with Spoof Hound head coach Matt Webb. He's back with us. Coach, how are you? Doing good, Clifton. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, coach, um, I finally had the opportunity to watch the Spoof Hounds live in person. I got treated to um one of the best Friday night football games of the year. Um, couldn't have asked for a better finish for a district championship game. Um, a Cooper low touchdown with four seconds left gives you guys another district championship for this program. Your 10th out of the last 11 seasons. Um, coach, um, just give me your thoughts on the game and just uh, thoughts on another district championship for this program. Well, like everything you just said is an excellent high school football game. You know, I felt like, um, you know, the first half, you know, I thought we, um, both teams, you know, kind of, um, kind of answered each other. And then we were able to kind of go in at halftime 27, 14. It felt like, um, coming out third quarter, you know, that, that um, we, we needed to put that team away and um, credit to Savannah and, and to come back and, and take a 28, 27 lead and score two touchdowns in the, in the third quarter. Um, you know, we kind of stalled out a couple times on offense in the third and, um, and, and Savannah took advantage of that and, and um, really, you know, wrote the script to, to be able to come down to the fourth quarter and um, our, stop um, a fourth down play um, with about four minutes left in the game and then a uh, great play by Delton Davis kind of tipping a pass and getting ourselves off the field and so our offense came on the field with three timeouts um, they had no timeouts so that was that was kind of a, a key kind of strategy there moving the ball down the field is they um, got a lot of faith in our offensive coordinator we've been together for um, all my seasons here Matt Houchin did a great job of, of kind of managing the game and um, we really wanted to be able to leave as little time on, on the clock as possible. And, um, you know, we kind of cut it there close. Uh, they didn't get more dramatic than that fourth and goal on the one yard line with six seconds left and a uh, chance to to move on. And, or, uh, you know, you, you get, you get one yard, you, you move on your district champ, you move on to quarterfinals, you, you don't get it. And, and the other team has it. So um, there was a, uh, uh, no real thought of, of kicking a field goal there in the end um, felt like, you know, our, our senior laden back Cooper, they had done a great job and, and um, our offensive line did a good job running the football and getting it down there. And then obviously a lot of plays made about the game, but that was a dramatic win for us uh, Friday night. Very proud of our players. Coach, absolutely. You should absolutely be proud of your players. Uh, coach, um, uh, that district championship win on Friday night set you up on Saturday. And um, I want to use a term that you've um, used on last Friday night. Have maybe have, have an opportunity to use some more hound pound magic next Saturday as we as we get set for Pleasant Hill coming to the hound pound on Saturday. Coach, just give me your thoughts on um this matchup with Pleasant Hill. Yeah, very good football team. Um, you know we're in Class Three and and um, District Eight matches up with uh, District Seven, and um, you know and. In years past, you know, we, we've been here and then played some Kansas City Center teams, some Odessa teams, um, Grove, some um, guys that come out of District 7. And um, these, this is always a, a very 
very challenging and, and um, some memorable games coming out of this district. You know, Pleasant Hill uh, is a very senior-laden group. Um, they lost this district championship round to St. Pius last year, um, and um, all pretty much everybody on their team was was uh, juniors on last year's squad. So um, very good football team. Um, obviously, they're, they've lost to Kansas City Center's Class 4, and we know how good of a team they are. So, um, you know, you kind of look at that. And, and realize the caliber of who they're playing. So um, great football team, very physical. Um, you get to this point in the, in the playoffs, everybody's good, um, you know, and, and they're just uh, really dominant, big on the offensive line, big those same, you know, two platoon mics. They, they've got a really big roster, so a lot of guys, you know, play, play one side of the ball up-tempo, so they kind of try and wear you out and um, present a lot of challenges. But I'm certainly glad, like you mentioned, me playing at home. It will be the only – Football game in the town, um, and everybody needs needs to get out of here Saturday. You know, in the last couple of weeks, it doesn't matter. Rain, sleet, snow, sun. Uh, who knows what Saturday will bring? We'll be ready. Well, Coach, um, for, I want to thank you for uh, always making appearances on the podcast. I want to thank you and just the the entire staff at Maryville for the hospitality on Friday night. Um, first class of school district there. Uh, thank you so much, Coach, and uh, good luck to you guys on Saturday. You're always welcome, Cliff. You come up here and we win. You're always welcome. It's one of those things where uh, you come, we got to win, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Good luck on Saturday, Coach. All righty. Pleasant Hill at Maryville is at 1 p.m. there in Maryville. Definitely going to be looking to follow that game to see if the Maryville Smoothouts can accumulate some more quote-unquote pound-pound magic there on Saturday as they look to move on to the Class 3 semifinals. In college football for the 18th consecutive season, Northwest football are in the Division II football playoff, a run that featured eight national championship game appearances and four national championships. With the Bearcats' win over Emporia State last weekend and UND's win over Truman State, most likely got Northwest into the postseason. The Bearcats have won five straight since their October 8th loss to Pitt State. The matchup to watch in Arkadelphia this Saturday is the Northwest rushing defense versus the Wachita rushing offense. Their offense is led by All-American TJ Cole. The Bearcat D is second in the nation against the run, and the Tigers are fourth in rushing offense. Matchup is set for 1 p.m. at Cliff Harris Stadium in Arkadelphia, Arkansas. Winner of that matchup will take on one seeded Grand Valley State next Saturday. That will do it for tonight's edition of the Post-it Notes. On the Saturday edition, we will have a post game from East Buchanan and Gallatin. That will be the matchup that I will be at. Also, we will recap Pleasant Hill and Maryville and Northwest football, as well as Northwest women's basketball. We will recap all of those for you on the Saturday edition of the Post-it Notes. Again, Congratulations to the Bishop LeBlanc football team on a district championship. First one since 1993. Um, definitely guys like Landon and Jake. Um, all those guys have been huge fans of the podcast. Congratulations, guys. And congratulations to head coach Chuck Davis on a job well done this season. We will have much more on LeBlanc's eight-man semifinal appearances next week on the Post-it Notes. That will do it for tonight's edition. I hope you guys have had a great Friday night. And have a great weekend, and we will see you tomorrow night for another edition of the Post-it Notes.